<laughs> Are you still lying down, Daniel? <laughs> I'm in my bed under the sheets right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Tempe, more like temporarily <laughs> not liking this. Not. <laughs> He's also temporarily not there. Temporarily. Yeah, he does get kicked out of the book. Yeah. For tribes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tempe more like temporary, which is basically Tem- just what Daniel's yeah. joke was. But yeah. I'd yeah. say it again. Tempe. Patrick realized that he can he can uh, give close someone that he can fuck in a non-gay way. And yeah, kind of kick off Tempe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vash had more like vastly heterosexual. <laughs> nice. Both um, more like the city of Kvash, which is destroyed in the beginning of Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> the Lithani, more like the lethargic pace of this section. Ooh. Oh. oh, got him. Get him. Get him. Should we clap? Yeah. Shahian, more like Shahian on my. I can't finish that. Okay. She's shaking on my, on my, uh, <laughs> on my, uh, on, uh, on, uh, my, on my, on my, you know, I don't, but you do. <laughs> on my height. She okay, Yanosh, are you recording? What? Morning, students of the Ketan. Fuck, I forgot what the thing was called. It's Ketan. already exited Ketan. my brain. Ketan. Literally, yeah. Good morning, noble students of the m- murder Ketan. We are here today to begin our lessons on the Lethani, which is the way of uh, being a hater and a grouch. And welcome. To the Quoth Killer Chronicles. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I inhaled these chapters like a line of coke two hours ago, and I'm ready to fucking party. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Diana Ocean. I read this last night and then got so mad about it that it like, seriously interfered with my sleep. Uh, hi, I'm Summer, and I definitely read every single page of this section. Uh-huh, sure. uh-huh. <laughs> so therefore, you also remember the part where they describe the size of the penis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which I also I re- remember. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh-huh. Yep. Hi, I- I'm Daniel, and I think it's pronounced Catan. Like, like, the like, the yeah. like, <laughs> like the settlers of. I mean, Kvothe kind of is a settler of Catan, if you think oh about it. Oh my god. <laughs> if you think about it. Stupid. Wow. Yeah, I, um, I've played that hi. game with some people here, and um, nobody got mad. Yeah, I've never gotten mad at that game. <laughs> no one I know has ever flipped a table nope. at that game. Nope. Um, hi, I'm Robin, and I did an enormous amount of housework while... Uh, listening to these chapters 
Yeah. Good. Um, Someone got something good out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, so we, we didn't like them again. I'm not sure if this was the worst part, because there, there were other parts I also hated, but it's not getting better. Uh, I think this dragged the most. I think in terms of the content, it's not as bad, but um, I think it just, it just, ugh, ugh, so boring. Yeah, yeah. it's weird, because it's like, on paper, you're, it's like, you know, we all could find enjoyment in like a martial arts movie. We don't necessarily yes. like it, but we're, it's like, oh yeah, stuff is happening. Cool, cool, cool. There's like a, a white guy in a very Asian setting and doing stuff, but somehow, somehow it's boring. How does it? How why. is it like, still boring? Well, you can find enjoyment in like a training, in like a martial arts like training arc if you see the actual moves they're doing instead of having them like yes. just like being yes. called yes. by names that Patrick has made up. So. You, you get fight sequences where it's, it's like so vague. She, she did the sleeping tiger, uh, but then her opponent did jumping monkey, and you're like, okay, so what does that mean? <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it's just I mean, words. also with the with sorry, sorry um, with the ben, with um, martial arts movies, you have the benefit of a visual montage, mm-hmm. which handily puts what would be a large amount of time and training into like a minute. Maybe uh-huh. two, uh, to a catchy song. Uh-huh. What what song would you set this montage to? Oh. Um, something by Moby. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be. I'm not a I fan think it should of Moby. Be like, w- I just one of would... one of those like Spinal Tap songs where they're like, d- don't do d- try to do double entendre, but it's just like single entendre about fucking. Like one of those. And his penis was so big. <laughs> So I probably like put this. I probably put this to an Imagine Dragons song, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I'm imagining how much better this would be if we had dragons instead. <laughs> actually, it's a Dracus. Yeah. Imagine Dracus. Yeah. Imagine Dracus. Um, so you I notice that Pat Rothfuss used the word swagger cock in this book. What? No. Excuse me. I feel like we talked he about that. Somebody could call <laughs> a swagger cock. Did we? I, I don't remember talking. I just want to bring it up. Is that a real word? No, of course it's not. Sounds pretty real. It seems real. like something that you could like possibly say sounds yeah. almost Shakespearean in terms of like, like the composition of it. Um, I mean, I but guess also, it's just on Urban Dictionary, it's just rooster, right? It's just like a rooster's walk of the cock. I mean, like cock of the walk. It makes sense, kind of. Yeah. I mean, words aren't real anyway. Maybe it's a real so word. Who cares? I don't fucking know anything. I don't study. <laughs> urban di- the the urban dictionary definition is taking full control and authority over an object or being use or being using the representational object okay. of a huge penis. Oh. Okay. So. Which yeah. does fit with this chapter unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, should I even bother summarizing it? I think for the benefit of the yeah. listeners. Okay, I don't actually have a summary. All I have is a bit. Here's the bit. <laughs> <laughs> In this highly acclaimed work, Edward Said surveys the history and nature of Western attitudes towards. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
considering Orientalism as a powerful European ideological creation, a way for writers, philosophers, and colonial administrators to deal with the otherness of Eastern culture, customs, and belief. He traces this view to the writings of Homer, Nouveau, Flaubert, Disraeli, and Kipling, whose imaginative depictions have greatly contributed to the West's romantic and exotic picture of the Orient. Drawing on his own experience as an Arab-Palestinian living in the West, Said examines how these ideas can be a reflection of European imperialism and racism. Um, so that was the blurb at the back of Edward Said's Orientalism, and that's what happens in these chapters. Yeah, we had like some <laughs> debate, like yeah. when when Tempe showed up, if it's Orientalist or not, or if it's supposed to be like Asian inspired or not. Mm. And now we're getting like extended like martial arts stuff. <laughs> Although I will say, it is also much more. Um, explicitly Swedish inspired <laughs> like he does start describing their homes and I'm like well that's very Ikea well this is what I'm saying like the guy who's reading the audiobook I'm listening to is doing a Swedish accent for everybody so I'm going to mm-hmm. choose as the British often do to ignore the Orientalism <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I listen to the official audiobook <laughs> and it's, the narrator does the does the voice for every character like for every for every Adam character no matter if they're speaking like Aturen or whatever the English equivalent is. Like if there's Damn, you actually remembered that? Yeah. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> no matter if Gold they star. if they speak like common uh with like a broken accent or if they speak their own language that like that mm. like uh, Patrick Handley translates, they all get the horrifying racist accent. Like I didn't say this last episode, but at the end of that chapter, like when I was when I was reading the or like listening to the last um section that we talked about i was like towards the end i was i started to think well was the tempe accent really that bad or did i just imagine that and then tempe shows up at the end of that section and it's like it was like even worse than i remembered um so now now he does that for all of them uh, it's great and we can say like two th- sentences about the actual plot because like w- what actually happens here is quote in, in the village of the Adam and is being trained by a sexual woman who is 10 years older than him. He is 16 years old. He's a 26-year-old woman. There is one really bizarre out-of-nowhere chapter where they fuck and then it doesn't matter for the rest of the thing. And then in the end he... Mm, but it, it is established that they keep doing yeah. that multiple times throughout his, his training. It's he also keeps establishing it. that she is 10 years older than him. Uh, which is cool. Yeah, like... <laughs> And it's not 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 even just like oh she's ten years older than me. It just keeps establishing oh this is my teacher. This is the person who's teaching me. This is the person that I'm like relying on to like live in this society. Yeah. But it's like, um, I mean I don't know if you want because like that that chapter happens like in the middle of the thing, uh, but it's yeah it sticks out so much, like because everything else is like one I- continuous, really boring training montage, uh, where he like learns about this new culture that is uh, it's also like Patrick doing epic feminism um, like yeah. I think orientalism the- for women has never been like more accurate than here <laughs> yeah you know I was actually thinking that um, what Patrick does in terms of music in this chapter it, it really kind of exemplifies how I mean he kind of does this all throughout mm-hmm. the book where he makes music seem like a, this really like 
all mystical thing that like only like Kavoth properly understands or like Denna just like has a real understanding of it like oh, you the reader will never like quite understand and like in these chapters he really kind of digs down in that with the thing where he's like oh the Adam consider music to be like the most intimate thing the person can do and it's just like it exoticizes music like so much and I just think Patrick's doing orientalism for music, <laughs> for music. yeah I mean the the the, the thing i keep coming back to is that like if we remove like all the other stuff like at the end of the day the themes of the core themes of this book that patrick keeps hammering in just so boring like it keeps coming back to there is and there is some unspoken things that you can't like classify in rational terms and it's uh music and sex and that's the core theme like that's the thing that he keeps coming back to and it's like naming is the same thing and the it's Lathani. The Lathani is that uh th- i mean there is like literally a thing where like his teacher explains that uh, him being a musician is the equivalent of being a whore which is an inherently bad thing Mm, I really want to talk about that in a bit yeah the core thing is that yeah, love is something it's... that you can't like put into like there's a bit where uh where the teacher is like uh where, or where quote is like no love is quantifiable and then is like oh but like why is that then that why is it then that the mother's love for a child is love but also like having sex with a woman is child but also like friendship is also love did I say it's not child? It's love. I am tripping <laughs> over my words here. Having sex with a woman is love, and also friendship is love, and also a mother's love for a child is love. And at that point, like, you know who else is on that? There's a the, the thing that it reminded me of is uh, is Eurodance. Like it's 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 uh-huh. the lyrical. <laughs> It's the intellectual, intellectually at the exact same level as Hedaway saying, what is love, baby, don't hurt me. Or, oh, yeah, 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 uh, or okay, DJ yeah. Bobo <laughs> saying, uh, love is all around. <laughs> See it in the eyes of a mother and a child. <laughs> See it in the eyes of a friend. Like that is a Eurodance song. Like that's the level we're on intellectually here. Yeah, because like Patrick does this thing with the Adam and the Adam language. Where he keeps being like, oh, like, but like the all the, the words in Adam, like there's less words, but like they all have so much more mm-hmm. meaning than like you guys do in Aturan. And he keeps kind of saying this stuff about like, yeah, like we just subtly imply things and gestures, but like he never, he doesn't do it because he can't do it because it's not, that's not, what are you talking <laughs> about, Patrick? Like he's just keep, he keeps like describing like linguistic intricacies to us without really ever demonstrating that he understands that they're real like yeah that it's possible yeah mm. yeah this go on hey i just i read something uh really confusing just now i was looking at an interview with him and it says uh <laughs> someone asked uh if he's a dm taking us on a journey where the bard is the, the hero of the story and he said it's way worse than that. I am an author who has tricked you into reading a trilogy that it is a, that is a million word prologue. What does that mean? Jesus Christ. I mean, I I suppose I suppose what he's saying is that like like cuz even in the third book, 
presumably that's still Kvothe telling the third part of his life and then he's in the pub and then he's gonna go on and do things <laughs> oh yeah so i, I didn't guess, even think what? about that so i guess that makes sense but like that is <laughs> what? like what what it's no, also it's, it's also not a prequel because um the sequel isn't out and probably never will be at this rate like <laughs> but that's not a prologue that's a flashback. That's a prequel. What are you talking about? That's not, a pre- yeah. that's not what prologue is. Literally means. the Hobbit. I was going to say literally the fucking Rhyme <laughs> of the Ancient Mariner brackets Metallica song. Yeah. Does, does he think that nobody has ever written a story where it's like someone telling their child? <laughs> um, like, what is it Princess Bride about? like that? Or is that just yeah. the movie? Because it has, it has um, Peter yeah. Falk as the Oh my god, Peter Falk's the granddad in the movie? Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, now I feel better. I'm feeling. I'm thinking about Peter Falk. Um, Summer. Yes, he's my boyfriend. I thought that what you were gonna finish that quote with is that I'm an author who's trick tricked you into reading a trilogy that's only two books. <laughs> <laughs> now that would have been a good quote. Trilogy. <laughs> um. That's a prologue. Like, is he? Is he implying that? Like. It's so threatening. I know, it's like, he's yeah. threatening that he's going to... Is he implying that there's going to be a sequel trilogy? Oh, no. Oh, God. Or is he implying that Kvo's actual interesting life still lies ahead, but he's not going to tell you that? I think it's exactly that. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, okay. Because he, he wants to hold, like, a little bit of mystery in himself as an author, which he can't do currently because the writing isn't great and he hasn't done yeah. the third book. Um, so this is like a handy way around that of just saying, yeah, it's the great prequel. It's sort of, it's my Hobbit. But like, there's nothing. <laughs> my there's Hobbit. nothing from the like chronicler <laughs> sections or from the interlude sections that would imply that current day Quoth has anything going on. Which is like, like, uh, like unless the last book is gonna <laughs> end with him like pies. taking up the loot and the sword again and going out into the world, which would be a shitty ending. Um, Gibbers. I want to bring us back Please. to this section. Yes. The question I want to ask is, do we have anything good and interesting that we thought about the Adam, the Adam culture and all that? <sighs> no. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's get back to shitting on it. <laughs> I will say, I don't have anything good to say I, I about do. it. I will say about it that it feels incredibly <laughs> like not lived in. Like this feels like, the opposite of how you do it like yeah it just feels so shallow at every point like it just never feels like it's mm. this. it felt like i was you know you, you go and see a stage play i do that sometimes you can mm-hmm. see that yeah. there's like a, a voile backdrop that they've like someone's painted a really really nice tree on and they've done yeah. a really good mm. job and it looks mm-hmm. exactly like a tree and it's really nice but you know it's a voile backdrop and you can like see through it and that's really nice and you appreciate that because you're going to see a stage play mm-hmm. and what this feels yeah. like is that patrick's done that but then being like look a real tree and i'm like no patrick that's no. a well backdrop i can see the actors behind it and he's like no no look this is this is what trees are like and i'm like it's just it's so surface level it's it's an it's aesthetic it's like an aesthetic tumblr gift set and yeah, it's pretty, book. and they're saying words that don't really mean much, but sound like our wisdom. And Patrick's <laughs> pointing at them, being like, "These sound like other wisdom, but they don't really mean much." But or do they? And I'm like, "No, Patrick, they don't really mean much." 
This is nothing. <laughs> Did the Adam culture like ever actually show up like before we met Tempe even? Nope. No. 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 Wait. No. I I I made a note. Uh, well, I think no. I think I actually noted the first time that Adam people were mentioned in it when it, it, it was in this book. <laughs> Great. Because I was going to say, like, also, if literally none of us can remember yeah. being brought up before this, then like, it wasn't a lasting was, impression. There was, like, a bit at the beginning of the first book where he was like, I have stolen oh, yeah, sweet sleeping princesses from their towers and ran with the Adem in their Lathani or something. But he's also called the King Killer. We haven't got to that bit yet. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> like where's all these kings? Yeah. Oh yes, I do have I do have one thing to say um, that I liked about this 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 one uh, section and that and their culture, and I'm gonna pull it up real quick because I love to I love to note down the page 741. Uh, it's really it's more of a joke than anything, and now I'm taking it just to find the page. So enjoy this. Um, this is after they've like had a fight and Vashet like beats Quoth up. After supper, Vashet bought a small pot of salve, which she smeared liberally across my back and upper arms, then more sparingly on my face. It tingled at first, then burned, then settled down into a dull, numb heat. Only after the pain along my back faded did I realise how tense my entire body had been. And I was reading this and I was like, damn, <laughs> this culture managed to invent Vic's vapor That's like, I'm impressed. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do think I really like their um, their like stoves. I liked that Patrick was like, "Yeah, their houses are really eco-friendly." And I was like, "Wow, nice, good for them." <laughs> um, I do think it's insane though, because they're, they're like the world building in this is really bad. Like, Kvothe is like learning how to be a monk and warrior, and then all of the people are like, "Yeah," and then once you're out in the world, you have to send eighty percent of all of your income back to the school, <laughs> and I'm. It's literally in it. It's eighty percent. Just like, like us world building though. <laughs> it's just like college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like the, the the feeling, the overwhelming feeling I get from this section is that Patrick has spent so much time thinking about this culture. Like it feels like he's put a lot of effort into being like, oh, their language. Oh, this is a people for whom intimacy is just different. How is it different? How is the ways that intimacy being different has like affected them? Like they, the, the way they talk, the way they act, and it's just not believable in yeah. any way. No, because they, no. they as a society don't produce anything other than mercenaries who then send eighty <laughs> percent of their income back, and that keeps everyone rich and happy. And I'm just like, I'm I'm just supposed to believe that the society functions like that. This I don't is know. this is Patrick's utopia. Yeah, this, this is, is literally Patrick utopia. Um, and like Patrick, I can see him in my mind twirling his goddamn mustache, being like, "Oh, what if I swap around the values of sex and music, where sex is just like." A casual thing you do with everyone and music is the most intimate thing and now i'm going to put my musical protagonist who's just learned how to have sex into it wouldn't oh. that be crazy <laughs> there's when it's not just i think i think the problem is that i think the problem is that patrick has spent so much time coming up with all these details about the adam culture and he's shoving it in your face and it doesn't feel natural. Wait, or it pause. doesn't feel pa- earned. Pausing. Time out. Yes. Time Hello. out. Time out. 
Twice ago. So I, I know that there's a lot of the Adam stuff. Well, there's a lot of Adam line. What are the things of the Adam culture that we know about? I, I don't think there's a lot. I think he just repeats himself a lot. Like, there, there's got to be at least 10% of these uh, chapters uh, just focused on, like, actually, in this language, you say less. Yeah, that's <laughs> a little <laughs> lot. Like, I, it just it keeps going. Like, too much. He says yeah. that. Um well, it's like, what do you mean you say less? And it's like, okay, there next was a, Okay, there was a bit... So you say less? <laughs> there was a bit where Foth, like, goes about town and, like, talks to some people. And there was just this one guy. He was like, yes, I talked to a woodcutter who talked to me about wood for two hours. And I'm like, damn, I want to know what that guy had to say. Like, what did he have to say about wood for two hours? Probably less than um, an Aturin guy. <laughs> interesting. Uh, that's, not, that's not what Patrick was interested in telling us about. He was interested in, in like describing how he had sex with his older teacher <laughs> it's i i want to i yeah. want to talk about yeah. the bits where he talks about talks to random people because like there's a woodcutter and then there's the the one conversation he does describe is when he talks to and this is where this is patrick ty- trying to do themes but it's another example of like how afraid he is to do like anything interesting because it's like it's a chap. I think the chapter is called Hands. And yeah. he talks to a guy who like only has two hands on one of two fingers on one of his hands. Because he lost them to like a barbarian, like to someone chopping them off. I don't know. A- and and he's like this guy is like to quote uh your teacher told me that you suck at fighting because you're too afraid for your hands. <laughs> And a quote is like, yeah, I feel I feel nothing more than like losing my fingers, and that comes up earlier as well. Like, yeah, just like Jamie Game. Exactly, but Jamie does lose his hand. Like that's what I was, that's what I was yeah. getting at. That like you know, in a Song of Ice and Fire, it's like one of the best character arcs that George has put in that book is like oh Jamie Lannister who uh, has built his entire life around fighting and then loses his hand. And now he has to, like, activate his brain and, like, figure out what his new role in society is. But in this one, we know that Quoth is not going to lose his hands because we met him in, like, older <laughs> version. So it's like, what's the tension here? What are we supposed to, like, learn from this theme? You're supposed to learn that it would be, like, not very good if you were a professional <laughs> It would not be very good. It would not be very good to lose your hands. Pause as we're still just kind of jumping around again and kind of going from place to place, not following the chapters. Can I um, okay, can I point out in this section we have a joke that my grandfather mm-hmm. used to tell me, uh-huh. but like dead put dead seriously. Uh-huh. Uh, so once there was a commander of a great uh, oh. navy looking out upon <laughs> looking out upon the water. And I'm not gonna tell the whole joke. The whole the whole joke is, you know, I you know, he has a red shirt so that he gets oh, yeah. shot as men keep fighting. And the end of the joke is, you know, one morning he wakes oh, yeah. up and he sees a, a, a armada <laughs> twice the size of his, and he says, "My dear first mate, bring me my brown pants." <laughs> <laughs> just like it's, but like they just do the red shirt bit in this, <laughs> and I'm just like, man, this, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> sucks. It's such a. I, this isn't cool. This isn't. This is just. 
But like Patrick's that's... writing stuff, like she's like, ah, but young Quoth, why do you think then that I wear a white shirt? And Quoth is like, because you do not bleed. And she's like, ah, yes. And those who see me bleed does it have web does it? And I'm just like, I would. We, I would I would rather be watching Kung Fu Panda. Could you just... <laughs> like, if I wanted that, I would go watch the movie Kung Fu Panda. A great movie. It's pretty good. I think. It's been a while since yeah. I've seen it. This, this movie would have been... This movie, this book would have been improved by that, like, fucking Master Uguay line that's like... Um, <laughs> the... What is it fucking? The past is... The past is history. The future is a mystery. And now is a gift. And that is why we call it the present. That's why we call it the present. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Get him. No, I mean, this whole, this whole section is... Lit- like, I have never been more sure that Pat literally was just watching Kung Fu, that the 70s show, that 70s, like, in the mid-70s, you know, like, originated Young Grasshopper and the, all those phrases. Mm. Like, that, it's literally just... Like young boy travels around and enters it, whatever. It, it, it's just it's he's karate was watching. Yeah, Kung if Kung you've Kung seen any martial arts movie set in anywhere in Asia with a white protagonist, you've seen this movie. This Japanese <laughs> fuck this section. Yeah. Um. What actually jumping off of that? <laughs> what I want to talk about a bit is how much Patrick leads in to the like both people are the barbarians and everyone in the outside world is the barbarian and actually like the Adem or like the civilized ones because he really leans really heavily into that Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which like he did earlier in the chapters where Tempe was introduced and I kind of wanted to talk about it but listen the episode was too fucking long and we all needed to go to bed Mm. but I do kind of want to discuss it a little more here yeah because Patrick, it really feels like patrick thinks he's being like clever and benevolent this is this is this, this is me, a classic orientalist trope by the way like oh yeah yeah i mean to, i think to me also this kind of reads like a way of getting around criticisms of orient orientalism um by doing the orientalism mind. yeah Yes, exactly. Yeah, but he's saying like, but you know, they're actually the civilized ones, and everybody else is a barbarian. So actually, I'm not being Orientalist, and it's sort yeah. of like I don't think you want right. <laughs> And I'm describing them as being blonde of, and having IKEA furniture. Therefore, <laughs> therefore, I, it's not Orientalism. Also, I, it's like I love that there's like what makes them really sort of they see themselves as the higher race, and the others as barbarians. Um, because their entire civilization, as was already mentioned, is based upon a service industry job where they have migrant workers that send money back home. That for them would be like, <laughs> this, this is the most enlightened way to be. I mean, apparently it's working for them, so which I, I don't fucking understand, <laughs> Patrick. I don't understand. No comprendo. No comprendo. No, also, uh, before we get up. To the other thing, I, I will have to say, I keep reading anemic for a deck, and I've done that the entire time. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and why they're so pale. I, did, um, <laughs> I definitely was, I was imagining, like, vampires this entire time. <laughs> the anemic is a language. Just like, um, yeah. Um, no, okay, now I, okay, no, I am imagining yeah. a different book in which they are all vampires, and the reason they go out into the world, and they wear their blood red oh. clothes, is, is so they can go and suck people's blood, and then got to, they, they got to send the blood home. Um... <laughs> That would now, we're talking. now we're fucking talking. That would be better. Now we're imagining a better <laughs> Now we're cooking with oil. Uh, but yeah, the in general, like the uh, Foth is a barbarian in the civilized life. It just made me think of the mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't know if anyone has encountered the TikTok ramen discourse from like last week. Dear God. Dear God, no. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, to, where, to, to, to date this podcast, like mm. I think last week there was like a TikTok. I never saw the original one, but there was like a stitch run around. And the original TikTok was of just like a ramen chef in Japan pouring like some soy sauce into a bowl of ramen. Mm. And the voiceover was like, oh, look at this ramen chef. He's so precise. He doesn't spill a single drop of the soy sauce as he puts it into the ramen. Ah, the Japanese craftsmanship. And all the stitches were like, dude, this is a normal guy making a completely normal bowl of ramen. Why are you saying like this just because it's Japanese? What the fuck are you doing? So this is just, this is just that picture of like the, it's like, oh, place, comma, Japan. Wow. Amazing. So sophisticated. Such civilization. And you're like. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing a thread that was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, here's 10 Japanese concepts that us Westerners can learn from. And it was just like a Japanese word. And then the translation was like, patience or like, seize the day <laughs> or something like that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I did like the, the one it's... that I kept, it was like, I think it was just like a Japanese guy had like quote tweeted this with like, ah, here are seven concepts I learned in New York. And it was just like, eat a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> really Be at the walk. I'm, I'm walking over man. here. <laughs> Be walking here. Forget about it. Gap of the ghoul. <laughs> There's, I think, pi- the, the funniest part of Patrick Capiche. being like, uh, quotes people are actually the barbarians and these are the silver the funniest part of that is, is that he's doing like a gotcha about his own sexism in a way where it's like you'd think I was being misogynistic but actually it's the women who are strong in this society mm-hmm. <laughs> what <laughs> it is it's such a you still made this the whole such thing a, like, oh, it, it's such a like classic reverse gotcha thing and and I hate this shit so much because it's like that whole thing of like, well, actually, women are better fighters because they are um, more emotionally intelligent and calmer and more reasonable and won't fly off the handle. And it's like, okay, so still misogyny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're still <laughs> doing bioessentialism ethic. The other thing it feels like Patrick is saying here in making his, this is the most civilized society on this globe, on this flat earth, I don't know what shape it is, on this cube. Um, <laughs> and in this most civilized society on this planet, actually, it's good to just, like, have really casual sex with anyone and everywhere, and everyone has just, like, really... Everyone will just, like, fuck you at the drop of a hat for, like, no reason, because it's so chill there, because they're so civilized that they'll just fuck anyone anywhere. It's great. Is it the civilized? Yeah, so that chapter made me really fucking mad. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, Let's talk about it. And not just... Elaborate on that. Not just... Or not even for ethical reasons. Because uh, obviously we know it's... Uh, you shouldn't endorse, like... A 16-year-old, like... Uh, having sex with his, like, 26-year-old teacher. It's a bit weird. I, I just... Um, it doesn't... Nothing comes up. There's nothing that happens. It's like, I, yeah. there's nothing to sign off on or not sign off on or what. It's like, it occurs and it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a literal mm. like notch on the belt. How can I be upset? Literally, like, why is it in here? Like, literally, because in a better book, right? This would like, have been a really good like, damn, I think Falurian messed you up. Yeah, like, yeah. like you, you got sexually, you, you got like raped by the sex fairy and it has, it has broken your brain 
and possibly there would be something to get from that. Um, and it just isn't, it's nothing. It's literally, and I'm not saying I would really enjoy that either, to be honest, but I think at least. It would be something. Yeah. It feels like it would be more substantive. Yeah. There's a, there's a, I, I looked at the beginning of the book and it says uh, in the thank you section, he says, uh, to my clever beta readers for their invaluable help and toleration for my paranoid secrecy. We and a bit further readers. down, he says, to my wise editor for giving me the time and space to write a book that fills me with pride. So there's like several people who like read this and they either si- they either said, yeah, this is good. Or they told Patrick that this doesn't really need to be here, and he fought for it. I can't <laughs> imagine the fans of this book and the beta readers um, criticizing this, which is why we're the Sigma readers. Um, <laughs> because, because we understand. Oh, yeah. um, I don't think that the, the, the people that Pat got to beta read this would, would find problems with it. Not to judge, That's but... I'm just a hunch. Yeah, it's not just it's not just uh so I think the thing that the thing that makes me that made me like upset or like mad about it is the way that it okay, here's let me let me just find the exact section actually. Because uh, this was uh you know, several things that I, I, I want to read out from this um there we go so this is chapter 116 mm-hmm. and the chapter is called height yep and uh, it starts with a description that now that i'm feeling more comfortable in hired hired heart however you want to pronounce the city because now that I'm feel, feeling more comfortable here, uh, you know, the existential stuff, like surviving, wasn't the only thing that my mind went to. So, obviously, I started noticing Vashed's feminine charms. He activates women switch in his brain. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> now he notices it, uh, and he's having a funny boner. Uh, and Vashed notices this, and... Uh, <laughs> Although, Remember? can I just interrupt you real quick yes. to just talk about how much Patrick does not describe that Kvothe has a boner? He's, what is it he says? He says he, <laughs> he gets excited in only the way a, uh, oh god. It's like so and so Yeah. Given all of this, it's no great surprise I had the reaction I did. And that's yes. the only thing he says. At the um, time, however, I was as startled and embarrassed as only a young man can be. I stepped away from Vashit, blushing and fumbling an apology. I tried to hide my obvious arousal, and in doing so, only drew more attention to it. Yeah, so he had like his hands like funny in front of his crotch. Uh, it's kind of funny, I guess. It, and then Vashit is like... So remember remember last episode where I said, has Quoth never jacked <laughs> And I think there's evidence that he doesn't know about <laughs> masturbation. Vashet asks him, would you like to take care of it yourself or would you prefer a partner? And he's like, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking I about? I beg your pardon? I said stupidly. <laughs> <laughs> and then she keeps oh, explaining. God. She's like, uh, 
<laughs> Come on, even if you keep your mind away from it, I would doubtless throw your balance off. You'll need to tend to it before we continue your lessons. I can leave you to it, or we can find a soft spot and see who can pin the other best two of three. Best two of three. Um, the casual tone of her voice convinced me I'd misunderstood her. Then she gave me a knowing smirk, and I realized I understood her perfectly well. I, I think he doesn't know what <laughs> she means by like taking care of it yourself. He's like, wait, you can do that? <laughs> I like how she's really genuinely suggesting that he goes and jacks off like right now just so they can continue their lessons. <laughs> like, can't it wait? Like, <laughs> I just like, it's such a bizarre scenario to imagine. I like, I think about, um, <laughs> To all my, I don't know how many, Jan, I should know you've done dance before, but to anyone who's ever done ballroom or Latin dancing, sometimes um, the way that your legs walk between each other's has this exact effect on your partners. Um, It's very awkward when it happens, but like, I'm just trying to imagine if my like Welsh ballroom teacher who was like 60 years old and turned to me. (laughs) (laughs) This is just bizarre. It's horrible to imagine. (laughs) <laughs> it is God. but that's the that's the yeah. thing about this is that the way it does shake out is that well it doesn't shake out that's the that's the whole yeah <laughs> the way well, the way you know what happens here is that then Vashit is like uh, okay so I guess you have a boner so I guess I just have sex with you which is such a bizarre like I, I think this feels like even more of a like adolescent sex fantasy than any of the Felurian stuff. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the Felurian thing is, like, the fantasies you have as a teenage boy of, like, what's obviously completely, you know, unattainable of what if the hottest woman in the world would have sex with me. But, But this is the type of fantasy where you're, like, have, like, have an arousal moment, like, you know, out of nowhere and are like but but what if she liked it and what if we like immediately bones down like without ever having had like any romantic chemistry before like it's yeah. it's something that you'd think of like when you're like 14 15 the, how patrick who at this point is like was like in his 30s or 40s was still like yeah that would happen in this other culture is just insane <laughs> to me patrick has put a lot of effort and no he's not done a he's not done a good job we can all agree with that but patrick mm. has put a lot of effort into constructing an entire society so that this could happen like he has done yeah. literally <laughs> work world building a scenario in which it is not it is acceptable normal and likely that your teacher will just fuck you if you get a funny boner in the middle of class. That's the that's the book. <laughs> and he has done this for no other reason than for it to happen. Yeah. Because like as you said earlier, this doesn't affect the plot. This doesn't like affect anything. This doesn't they don't like form a closer emotional bond after this because <laughs> of the very nature that like sex is just so casual in Adam society. In fact, they do actually have a very intimate moment later on, or I guess into it by the terms of the society in which both plays a little bit of music for Vachette and it's like, oh wow, such intimate but this this is nothing in this story this is nothing to patrick patrick has done this because he wanted to 
Mm. I'm just realizing that this whole book is just like a shitty <laughs> porno where <laughs> it, the whole point is the sex, but like we have to construct these like uh-huh. really bad stories around. We have it. to write constructed a thousand <laughs> pages around it. <laughs> And then the sex isn't the, even that the good. The pizza guy gets to your house and you don't have any money to pay him and so you go on a quest together. <laughs> I, no, no. Also, to our dear listeners who have taken our advice and have not read this book, uh-huh. it's hard to overstate that there's basically three things that just keep happening in this section. <laughs> Uh, the language is different. Reminding you, the language is different. Um, they actually are much freer with their bodies and like reflections on that mm-hmm. over and over again. And then Quoth gets called a barbarian. Yeah, there's training and too, and a hoya. There's training too, but that's like. So when we're focusing on this stuff, we're not doing like a pick three sentences and just like pretend that's the whole section. Like it, this is like it is unbelievable. Actually, it's as though. Pat had like three chapters, like three chapter drafts. I'm not sure what this next one should be. If this should be quote, like I need one chapter, quote wandering the town, or is he going to get training more, or like what's going to lead him to the tree or whatever. And he's just like, I'll just put all three of them in and keep the overlapping sections where basically the same thing happened. Uh, and we just have all three of those, and it's 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 unbelievably bad. It's just like I can't. There was an editor. He had an editor, and they're like, "Yes, absolutely, um, keep going." And apparently, is <laughs> That's it. It. was so. this like the first one, and that he was apparently rewriting it like loads and loads of times to get it just perfect? Take some of the shit out, yeah. like even if you want to leave the sex in, which I I think he shouldn't have done, but like take just just take some of the repetition out. Like you would get a really shitty mark on this as a piece of creative writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> And the yeah. problem is that if you take out like everything that isn't necessary for the plot of this book, like you don't have a book. You're like, left with a blank that... page. Or, or anything away from <laughs> characterization. Quilt hasn't changed in 500, 600 pages. He's gotten better at sex. Uh, yes, he has. He's no longer a virgin. Right, fine. <laughs> He's become There's a man. Yeah. He's not learned anything. He like He regrets... That he yelled at Denna, but he kind of regretted it at the moment. Like, there's nothing like he learned flooding, yeah, yeah, fluttering. So he, like, I mean, that's the, the fuck. Yeah. So there's no character. Okay, hang development. on, hang on yeah. one second. I do want to shout out the fact that like there's like a little paragraph somewhere where Quoth is like, "Oh, Vasha didn't care for any of the stuff I learned for Valerian. I tried to entertain her with fluttering hands, but she wasn't into it. I did yeah. think that was pretty funny." <laughs> Which anyway, yeah, right. and I'm gonna I, I say, to s- oh, go on. Sorry, I'm just saying, you're telling me that there is a culture that is a lot more free with their bodies and has casual sex all the time and they find almost zero, like, pleasure or frivolity in it. They're just, like, extremely mechanical. That's just bizarre. I'm sorry. It's so... It is very weird. I mean... Believable. I mean, I could... Like, it's I could imagine. Sorry, Daniel, I, oh, sorry, I literally sorry. interrupted you to interrupt you again. Oh yes, no, yeah, no, no, no. I, I was just gonna say I could imagine. <laughs> like, I don't want to keep going. Like, oh, because he's like, oh, imagine if this was the society or whatever, and this is how they treated sex and blah 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 blah. Like, fine, but 
if it's all right, so I guess short end for this, if, if like Ursula K. Le Guin was like, I'm going to write a society in which like they are just so they have such access to basically every one of their carnal just like pleasures that they want to the point where they kind of like short circuit their brains and like can't feel pleasure from you know physical things anymore. Like I could like imagine that being a cool like I don't know like allegorical tale of like capitalism or something or whatever. I I, I could see that happening, but it's like it's just it isn't that either. There's no investigation. There's like, it only works if it's complicated. It only works if it's thematically relevant. That it has it. That it impacts anything. Once again, nothing Pat writes impacts anything, matters, or has any sort of meaning beyond the literal utterance. This society is filled with people who have sex fairly frequently, and it's not that big of a deal. Does that matter at all? No. Does it impact anyone at all? No. It's just a fun fact to put on the Wikipedia page. Like it, it's it's <laughs> nonsense. It's yeah. nonsense. Sorry. Quote. <laughs> Quoth not learning anything is just the most frustrating thing to me. And I think it coincides with the thing I said earlier with the themes of this book are so boring and so like basic. Because the one thing, I think Patrick has like one thing he feels like needs to be the lesson that Quoth learns because he's like so brash and so like, you know, worthy and, you know, he's... uh, trying to talk his way out of everything but he's also like only thinking in like rational terms and doesn't understand like doesn't open up to uh the like undescribable things right and that's what elodine was trying to teach him at the beginning and since then for like 15 or 16 like individual there were like so many individual moments where quotes just like did not learn that specific lesson where someone was trying to teach him that, uh, you know, just going his usual way is not enough and he needs to open up to, like, and, like, actually listen to what others are saying to him. And it just keeps not happening and it's, like, keeps not happening in the exact same way. And, like, when in this section, uh, Vashet is, like, I think it was Vashet who was, like, uh, what do you know about like what can you say about love like love is something that uh, you know love is like the Lethani right like that's what she's like and Quoth is like oh no you can't describe it rationally you have learned this precise lesson like five or six times <laughs> at least someone is trying to say this exact thing to him like He's why like is this philosophy. still news to you this is why he was failing Elodine's class yeah I think the thing is, you guys are saying this, and again, I can. Patrick is twirling his mustache at me in my mind, being like, "Oh, is it both so stubborn? How about like, fuck off?" I just. Uh, oh, he is, but Patrick. then that's not an interesting character to write. Like, yeah, that's just bad. <laughs> he just refuses to learn anything. Then what are we doing? Because like, because like the plot, like on paper, the plot is that. Quote is going to different places and learning new things from everyone, but he also doesn't learn. So. No. And I think it's like yeah. to, yeah, to it's return, because I'm just fleshing out my stage metaphor from earlier, where, yeah. you know, painting a beautiful wall backdrop with some lovely sakura trees, you know, just to, to relay the martial arts movie, um, <laughs> you know. The purpose of that is to put on a play, to put actors in front of the stage and you kind of ignore the backdrop <laughs> and you look at the story that actors are telling. It's like, Patrick just forgot <laughs> yeah. to do that. Mm. Like, yeah, he's done all this world building, which isn't doesn't really hold up, but like, you know, it's, he's there's something here and it could affect the story. 
if there was one. Um, mm-hmm. But, the, like, this section ends with Quoth uh, takes his sword test. His sword test is sprung on him. All of a sudden, and he has to go do <laughs> this thing where he has to go dance between the leaves. It's the, uh, You've seen Avatar The Last Airbender. It's, he has to do that stuff. Um, and he does all this, like, really kind of epic like test stuff where he's really dramatic and epic and like that is what it feels like the point of this is like this section culminates in both gets to do an epic thing and everyone claps and everyone thinks he's amazing and everyone thinks he's cool and it's like that is what patrick has put in right instead of actors in a story right but here's the thing the thing he does mm-hmm. that gets him to win the fucking sword thing is he speaks the name of the wind and he <laughs> yeah. like and he wins, <laughs> which he did in fucking book one. He's been taking naming lessons this entire time. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What What does he do? Isn't Elodin said it was like the first the first name that people yeah. usually find is the one of the win. Yet to find a second one. Where's yeah, what Fella's does he book? do in that? What does he do in that <laughs> test that he actually learns there? He moves around. Yeah. He does. He does his like. He does his crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Yeah, he does um, do that. He learned. He learned which thing yeah. to bring back. He learned some cultural he felt, stuff. Felt it. <laughs> but even even then, the thing is like, I don't think he like the thing he learns is that he can't know this culture. Therefore, he shouldn't like choose an item because he won't know enough about the culture to know what it means. So he leaves and does some other stuff with. I think it's just, just like accidentally epic. Like it's not even on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> just drive. He's just like. Guess I'll leave before I have to piss against this tree. Like, okay. Oh, the pissing against the tree thing really took me out because I was kind of, I was kind of tuning out by this point because I was really bored. But in that section, he's like, (laughs) he's doing his um, dance or his like martial arts dance around the tree, which has got like knife leaves. And he suddenly is there like, wow, I'm really nervous and I have to pee really bad. What if I just pissed on this tree in front of everyone? And because I'd zoned out, I genuinely thought he'd just done it. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> that would no, have been the, an interesting uh, yeah. twist. Yeah, why did they just do that? Come on. Should have done. That would have been more interesting because like, what he actually does is then he starts laughing because he's like, uh, and that it's... takes away his, because he's like, Pissing at the tree would be like the worst thing I could do. So anything else I do is better than that. And that makes him. <laughs> Whatever. I want to address one more controversy uh, to go uh-huh. back to the sex section. Cause, I, uh, also, I also uh-huh. have one there as well. But you know. yeah, okay. me, Are you going to finally explain the penis size thing? I'm going to explain it because like me and Robin were both <laughs> posting in the Discord. Like, Why did we have to learn about uh, close penis size? And then Sarah was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? So I'm just going to leave this to the listeners to decide if Patrick makes a penis size reference here. This chapter um, is called Height. This is on a chapter called Height. And uh, I'm just going to read the relevant paragraphs here. This is on page 858 for me. When I didn't undress fast enough to suit her, Vashet laughed and mocked my bashfulness. Stepping close, she stripped me naked as a plucked chicken... Then kissed me on the mouth, her warm skin pressing against the entire front of my body. I never kissed a woman my own height before. I mused when we stopped for a breath. It's a different experience. See how I continue to be your teacher in all things, she said. Your next lesson is this. All women are the same height lying down. The same cannot be said for your sort, of course. Too much depends on a man's mood 
and his natural gifts. Vasha took my hand and brought us both to lie on the soft moss. There, she said, as I suspected. Now you are taller than me. Does this set you at ease? It did. And then there's Great. a paragraph break here. Great. Um, really, yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't really occur to me that that would be like a penis thing because, again, to, in order yeah. to survive, I just kind of have to let this pass through and out of me as, as fast as possible. But That's exactly I was gonna say the sex stuff. I really do skim yeah. a lot because it's Cause, so cause painful. Because his peepee be tall. Mm-hmm. His his peep is being uh, taller than her. Yeah. It's what just... if she had really big boobs? Huh? Yeah. Well, that means yeah. Well, with a bigger be, cock. His dick is even bigger than that. that but it's a, that's the thing about this is that it's not just that he makes a penis size joke, but he makes it in the most convoluted way possible like he takes so many steps to get there like it's like three paragraphs to get to the punchline and it's you know done in a way where you can like zone out and And then we just didn't even understand you have to have a certain level of IQ to understand how big my penis is (laughs) like I so at the beginning of this book, there's a poor quote here that says, The Wise Man's Fear is a beautiful book to read, masterful prose, a sense of cohesion to the storytelling, a wonderful sense of pacing. No, it doesn't. By I'm Brandon sorry, Sanderson is the one who said this. Like, not even just a nobody, right? I, like, if you're going How to is there a wonderful sense of pacing in the, I was like, going to say, if you're going to compliment anything, the pacing should not <laughs> even be remotely anywhere near the list. It's bizarre. <laughs> I was just looking through the, the reviews in the front now, and there's one that says, a finely tuned coming-of-age story full of humor, action, and the occasional dose of magic. <laughs> like, yeah. Cool. That's a great, great way of putting it. I'm a, oh I'm really bold though. I do want to talk about if we're if we're on the sort of sex stuff. I want to talk about um, a patriotism that uh-huh. came up that keeps coming up, and I just wanted to mention because otherwise it's going to really bug me. But um, it's on in my copy. It's page seven hundred and forty-two, which by the way, that's how far along we are in this book. And fucking, I don't know what the plot is. Um, <laughs> which is where. Vasha and Kvothe are like talking to each other and he explains that he's a magician. A magician? <laughs> he explains that yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, musician yeah. back <laughs> in um, uh, back in the university and she's like oh haha you're a whore um, and then they have this sort of conversation where she explains to him like well music is really intimate and you play it to everyone all the time anywhere in front of everyone um, and he he says this line to himself which is a whore, I thought silently to myself, and a cheap and shameless whore to boot. And I just, like, beyond anything else, why on earth would she use that word um, when her culture doesn't have that? Yeah, that's interesting. As a concept. That is such and a good point. why would she ascribe that kind of shame to... Like, I, I get the whole thing is, like, music is super intimate, but it's, like, this is just such a... 
It's literally just the word whore that pulls me out of it every single time, and Patrick uses it all the time, and it's like mm-hmm. 16-year-old Quoth is just like, wow, I'm a cheap and, and shameless whore, and it's like, this, this is just like, it's just bad writing, um, and there's just like, there's no concept of shame in sex to them, so Patrick has to lean back on the metaphor where everything is akin to sex, <laughs> and it just, it yeah, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, there's never any, like, sense of, like, self-reflection to uh, the uses of the word whore, like, throughout all of these books. Well, it's, it's, a, all of it's these he books. uses the word whore because it's a fantasy book. And in fantasy land, that's the word they would use, you know, yeah. as we all know. We I mean, that's, this, right? yeah, of course, that's the only word that you could, like... You and know, this is, uh, and this is, this is, like, real, obviously, like in fantasy world they would use like old timey like specific words and specific whatever i mean <laughs> but like it's... beyond i don't even just mean like the specific word but there's like no reflection to like the the connection the the consequence from saying that quote in their world their world would be like a sex worker in like quote's world is not that Oh, so maybe that's not that's that's just a norm. Maybe there's no sense of shame to that, or maybe you shouldn't like stigmatize sex workers because it's basically the same as me being the, a musician. Like it's not that, but it's oh, yeah. I guess I need to be ashamed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. And like, I I think there's there's ways you can like write about it well. Like I think George R. R. Martin does like a fairly good job. Like and with like his books, obviously there is a lot of depictions of sex work. Um, but it doesn't like you're never like in a first person thing of like a sort of like coming of age 16 year old character who's meant to be like the the flawless good guy I don't know it's odd it's odd yeah I mean the thing that the thing that makes George R. Martin's like uh, use of like sex work and stuff like more interesting even though he doesn't like do a perfect job at it but you know his books are written from like these multiple pov perspectives and you kind of they kind of add up to a sense of okay now i i get i get how like there's like certain patriarchal thinking like throughout mm-hmm. all of society right in this one it's only close perspective and for being a first-person narrator, which is... I'm sure we talked about this in the past. For being set up as what's supposed to be an unreliable narrator, it's also at the same time, like, always authoritative. Like, it's always... You're always supposed to, like, take his... Like, there's no point to him being an unreliable narrator other than that Patrick Rothfuss, the author, can boast about employing an unreliable narrator, right? Like it mm-hmm. never, mm-hmm. it never actually does feel consequential. Well, yeah, because that also he could be making up shit. When Quoth is an unreliable narrator, what like happens in the text almost every single time is that he will pull back from the story that he's telling and say, "I kind of wish that I hadn't done it like this," or "And yeah. I wish that I'd said something different here." And it's like, so you're not unreliable; you're just a shithead, like. <laughs> I don't know. It's not good to me. I, I, I was Do you think s- he really fucked everyone that he said he fucked? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I, but I was going to say, to be fair in this section, you know, the, this, you know, Vashet comes from a society where they don't really think about their word choice or their sort of, you know, what words to use in situations. So, you know, it, it's probably just an accident. <laughs> probably just, a, a, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really uh, cross their mind. Yeah, we haven't already had a chapter explaining in detail about how words are so important. Only one? <laughs> what I keep thinking about while you guys are talking about this and like cultural stuff is just how little Patrick um, has developed like the base culture of the world beyond mm-hmm. like D and D tropes. And like, yeah, yeah, sure, Patrick will probably be like, oh, but it's like it's a immer- it's an immersive fantasy. Like, why would Quoth remark on the society that like he he is so used to? But okay, but like that's where you're supposed to come in as an author and like <laughs> reveal stuff to us. And like, yes, you know, he's talking about like, oh, in Kyle, the money is square shaped and shit like that. But like, everything from like the base world is just like the standard tropes of fantasy that you as the reader are already supposed to know because you're a D&D nerd and you love D&D and that's why you love Patrick fucking Rothfuss. Um, it's because so whenever... there's no characters. Like, like but like... Well, without having the... interesting characters, you can't like really flesh out the society. Okay, yeah, but what, what I'm trying to say here is that when, now with Patrick going into... Or both, haha, going into a different society where like his original society is described as barbarians and like he's a whore because he plays music and like... It's just, it's relying on your, or the readers, or the assumed readers, like, personal reflection on what they have already imagined, like, the D&D society Oh, we're tapping like. the sign again. Yeah. Fuck, what does the sign say? Um, pre- oh, fuck. Uh, oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Shit, I forgot about the sign. Uh, preconceived notions of fantasy, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... So he's trying, Patrick's trying to be like, oh, you're pointing at the reader preconceived notions of fantasy of medieval, what you think a medieval society would be like, which is probably wrong because medieval societies aren't probably what we like to imagine them to be like. Your preconceived notions of fantasy are barbaric and wrong. Um, And Patrick is assuming, is assuming that your preconceived notions of a whore is bad and shameful. Mm. And like the entire thing is built on this. And like your pre- preconceived notions of sex, as I because like, he keeps saying like, "Oh, you barbarians and all your like weird sexual notions." And you know what, Patrick, I'll give it to you. We as a society do have a lot of weird shit around sex. Mm-hmm. You don't deal with any of that in this. Yeah, like not letting teachers fuck their like <laughs> underage students. Yeah, that's just so weird. <laughs> yeah. <don't> do that. <laughs> just... But you're 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 right. Like I I haven't considered this. Like the whole like. Uh, the whole like actually, you're the barbarian and they're the more civilized one. The, the 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 savages are actually like the noble savage who are like way more advanced than our culture and our culture is actually that doesn't really work if like the our culture is also like a made up culture that is yeah. like the the fantasy culture. Like it's not really close culture isn't our culture either. So like what's the but point? like. But, like, it's not made up, because Patrick hasn't made up anything Yeah, he didn't. He's just relying on your preconceived notions of fantasy. But also, I just wanted... I just thought of this, and I wanted to point it out. Quoth is, like, coming here to... What's it called again? Heart? Hit? Um, Where sex is really, like, free and liberated. And he's, like, kind of stunned and shocked by it a little bit. And he's coming here, like, straight from Florian. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where, like, yeah, the he, was, scene he was just after- fucking everyone that was winking at him. Yeah. Like, the scene after he left Valerian, he was there like, oh, I have to readjust to wearing clothes. So, like, where's the character <laughs> development? He should be fine. I mean, there's I a bit. Oh, yeah, like, there's a bit in had- this. Yeah. Oh, there's sorry. A bit. No, there's a bit in the, in the, uh, in the height chapter where he says, uh, you know, she was quite an attractive woman, though 10 years my senior. Add to this the simple fact that I had gone from the loving arms of Felurian to the eager arms of Lozine, and from thence to a long barren stretch of training with Tempe as we traveled to Heart. That meant for three span, I had been constantly exhausted, anxious, confused, and terrified by turns. Now I was none of these things. Jacket. Yeah, so <laughs> basically he has sex like for a bit with Faluri and then she ha- then he has sex with the other woman and then I have to do all this other work <laughs> so now I guess like there was like time where he like forgot about no literally I we were actually talking about a different bit because the bit that I was thinking about is when uh, Vashat is explaining to him that because he plays music he's a her yeah. um, and the thing he says is um and surely you know there is nothing inherently wrong with having sex with three people on the in a row on the broad hearth of a busy inn. She looked me in the eye pointedly. <laughs> um, I imagine the stone would be rather rough, I said. She chuckled. Very well. Assume they had use of a blanket too. What would you call that person? And then he says, If she'd asked me two span ago when I'd been fresh out of the fay, I might not have understood her. If I'd stayed with Valerian any longer, it's entirely possible that having sex on the hearth wouldn't have seen, seemed odd to me, but I'd been back in the mortal world for a while now. Um, and then he starts being ashamed of being a whore again. But like, literally, <laughs> Patrick undoes his character development like, so that he can be this Yeah, for a, little, for a little bit I would have seen things differently, but you know, enough time has passed and I'm back, I'm, I'm back to normal. I'm, I'm, I'm back Don't to my- worry, guys. I haven't actually so, undergone any character development. We've gone back yeah, to square one. This just like solidifies that anything he learns now can be unlearned in just a couple months. So, yeah, don't this don't whole, you da- that's great. Don't going you forward. dare being tricked, dear reader. Don't you dare being tricked into thinking that quote has changed in any aspect. <laughs> the whole fucking section is about him having to learn stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he won't remember it. So. <laughs> yeah, he'll be out there for two weeks. So many stories to go. It's also kind of occurring to me that, like, Tempe's like, Tempe teaches him the Lathani. And literally, Tempe never, we never get anything from Patrick about Tempe. Like, Tempe sort of says vague things, but we never get any of Tempe's actual words of, like, telling Kvothe, this is what the Lathani is. So all we get is the answers that Kvothe says whenever Kvothe is asked questions about the Lathani. And the way that Kvoth answers these questions is he just, like, spaces himself out and just starts saying whatever the fuck comes to his mind. <laughs> Which really implies that instead of actually learning any Lathani, he just starts saying bullshit, and it just so happens that the kind of bullshit that Kvoth likes to spout is exactly what these yeah. people's way was and has been the whole time. I mean, I Their think, philosophy. I, yeah, I think Patrick is trying to do a theme with that, like yeah. badly, like he's trying to say that uh, what you'd think of the Lethani being like this, like m- writ- like 
all these things it's actually is just like in all of us like if you if we can tap into it and it's coming from the same place as music and as love and sex is coming from because that's the only and thing naming, don't do forget and what and naming and naming mm. yes it's it's all coming from the same place like that's that's what it's trying to say but it's yeah like at the same time it's like just you know the other thing about this is that and this is coming back to the uh, what's the point of the hand hand stuff when uh, we know Close doesn't lose his hand or fingers, right? We yeah, know... and he d- he's never done hand stuff because he doesn't know what jacking yeah. off is. <laughs> he doesn't know what jacking <laughs> off is and I, I don't know what Felurian taught him. Um, <laughs> sure, she sure didn't teach him about jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been like... I mean, she didn't, she didn't do that because she assumed he knows, but... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's going to be what will happen in Dorsa Stone to make the book good. He'll learn about jacking off. But he'll uh, learn it like as old quote. Oh my like, god, yeah, fucking but like, fucking chronicler, yeah. chron- chronicler, like, he finishes his tale, like, chronicler puts down his pen, the Waystone Inn is silent for a while, and chronicler <laughs> just says, have you ever heard of masturbation? <laughs> and that's the last sentence of the book. Uh, but we, we know that because, like, Quoth is, as we, as we established, the thing that keeps being repeated to Quoth is that the language is different, that he's being too loud, he's being, he's saying too, too many words to express his meaning uh, when he could. But, like, we know future Quoth because we're in his mind the entire time and we know he keeps being just as verbose and just as like boastful and so what does he le- how is he gonna learn anything well, about the, like mean, from the Lethani like, to be fair this is also Patrick being an idiot because it's like <laughs> what he's describing is a language system that is like exactly as at least complex in meaning and like so like when quotes start getting better at this He'll, like, sign something that means, like, the exact perfect seven, like, words that mean, like, one thing. I'm like, that's just the same thing as the one word, Patrick, that's perfect, right? Like, the one, like, so I know a little farther than when we went, um, but on, on 124, just, I mean, just, just right at the beginning there. Uh, so he's like, um, I'm not going to piss in the tree. I'm actually going to do the tree thing. And, uh, you know, you, Vashid said, as we walked through the hills, are one great gaudy showboating bastard. You know that? I inclined my head slightly to her, gracefully gesturing subordinate acceptance. Like, and then later on, he, he, he gestures gracious, flattering, understand, understated, affectionate acceptance. Right? So he's, like, being cheeky in his gestures by giving the exact gestures that kind of means, like, you know, uh... I'm being, I'm being, you know, tongue in my cheek, tongue in my cheek. I'll, oh, I understand what you're saying, oh, teacher of mine. Ha, ha. That's just using complicated language, but it's sign language. It's not mm, like, yeah. it's not like the language, like, this isn't like a language where they really do just say, like, gaudy. And we all sit there and go, accepted. Mm. Right, and it's just like, and like that. Yeah, yeah, like, so if, 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 if this podcast was an Adam podcast, you know, it will be much shorter. We will all come into the podcast, and we will we will all go bad. Yeah, and then we would sit there in silence. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But that's the thing. If it was like strong, bad. a demi, we would say bad, and then we'd like do sign language 
that would say like that would have to do a video podcast (laughs) oh my god the adam (laughs) had never podcast yeah this is so sad (laughs) so sad gamers no i'm but i'm just trying to i'm just trying to point out that pat was just like yeah no this this whole language is like very like you have to be very direct with every word you say it's a deep well and it's like no it's not you say a word and then do really complicated (laughs) hand signals to communicate exactly the perfect emotion it's the exact same thing as the shallow pond of quotes common tongue or whatever that that language is called it's like it's this i just don't i'm just i don't understand it's like it's just like a written by a guy who hasn't thought about like how sign language works yeah no ever it's like patrick (laughs) it's again i'm kind of mad like i was with the clay because it's like the concept of like oh like you know a lot of language is conveyed by a gesture why don't we dig into that a little why don't we expand it why don't we see like how culture changes when even more of language is conveyed through gesture and body language and expression and removed from the face like it's an interesting concept patrick what are you doing with it and pat could have done this so much better if he just was funny and made them all italian (laughs) 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 now we're talking it's just like brooklyn Just, They're all going. It's just in Brooklyn, like, hey, you come on, what are you doing here, baby? Like having the like what we were talking about earlier, the like the things you learn is like, uh, I'm walking here, forget about it, capiche. Uh, uh, imagine how good this would be if Patrick actually ended up being funny, and instead of like vaguely like orientalizing every single section of these Swedish like, you know, non non effectual people, he like very slightly. Italian American coded them, right? Just yeah, like, I love that. <laughs> that he walks is... in, he walks in at some point, and some old lady's making pasta, right? No other comment on it. Just like that's happening in the corner, and you just slowly realize, like, oh, shit. I was startled by the Adam traditional meal. It was black bread, but completely flat with a tomato sauce pan on it and little sprinkles of cheese on top. What are these strange meat circles? I asked. They're pepperoni. <laughs> Like, how funny would it be if after the Florian section, the book just tried it, instead of being like a default D&D book, became like a worse Terry Pratchett? Like, it would be so much no, more readable. Some of this is so extremely much. Terry Pratchett. Like, the one we're reading at the moment, um, Thief of Time, has loads and loads of stuff about learning from monks and learning the way... Um, and I couldn't stop thinking about it while I was reading this. But, like, yeah. Terry manages to be so funny and take the piss out of it. and he's not perfect but like the contrast is so ridiculous i really i'm really stuck on this italian thing though <laughs> i'm gonna be thinking about this for a really long time yeah like the first time you made the joke of ah, i'm learning the, the word for i'm walking here i just thought of the the way of mrs cosmopolite from yeah. of time by terry yeah. like it's that's the bit that's the whole bit and he just does it in that book and it's so good i'm thinking yep. about just editing my copy to be like the Italian version. <laughs> it's like a signed copy, so I feel like it'd be really handy to have around. Uh, you just send it back to him as a threat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both yeah. saying, Mamma Mia, I sign shock, disbelief, disgust. <laughs> Mamma Mia, I put, my hand, I, I put my thumb against my middle finger and gesture violently with my hands. Mamma Mia. Shock. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm, I have things to say Fashion, pretty Fashion, much about this section. Fashion takes their their forefinger and thumb, puts it up to their lips. Incredible. She's... <laughs> Fashion does the traditional Adam gesture, kissing her forefinger. Oh, oh, God. All right, so what are we saying, sir? Oh, I was saying, I think we should probably start wrapping up because I've got nothing else to say. Yeah. We're just doing great bits. Yeah. May I do? May I put in my little section of things yes, I found that I, I think will be very on the edge of my seat, <clears throat> waiting to hear whatever the fuck these are all time. So when I was, I was gonna do a tweet on the Twitter earlier, and I was gonna use the um, the like stations of the university to like look up what to call our listeners, like Elir, and then we would be Rala. But I didn't end up doing that, but. Um, the wiki was pretty funny anyway, um, uh-huh. and I found on the Kingkiller wiki there is a theories and speculation section where anyone oh can <laughs> send in theories Let's and go. speculations. So I didn't. I, I just picked four from the first page. I'm not sure how many pages there are. Although it's got to be like I'm seven. scrolling down and it does seem to be oh my god um, of lots. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I picked four. There's one that I have to read you because it's the funniest one. But um, do we want to do the rest of the other three or do we want to like sprinkle them out through the... I would like to hear them all right now, okay. please. Okay, this is the first theory. Sim. All wise men fear the anger of a gentle man. Dot, dot, dot. There are quite a few references to Sim in this regard. Dot, dot, dot. Maybe he betrays Kvothe or perhaps Kvothe is dumb and pisses him off. Either way, I think he might also be the Poet King. Thoughts? I don't remember which one Sim was. <laughs> He's the Poet one! <laughs> does, does Sim do poetry? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, I forgot that. Um... <laughs> but remember Summer's List? He's the one that ended up like being... Is there a... Is there yeah, a that's, one, yeah, that's one of the distinctions. The three distinctions. Is there a Wilhelm? Is that one of the Let me see friends? if I still have that list. It's, yeah, Will and Sim. I don't think he's Wilhelm. He's Willem. Oh, Willem. Willem. (laughs) Yeah, in this universe, it's called the Willem Scream. He's the one who, like, (laughs) ended up getting into Fela's pants with his weird poetry. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. Embarrassing Fela. Um, What do we think of that theory? (laughs) Confirmed. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty strong. I don't care. What's the next one? Patrick. Is he supposed to be royalty in any capacity? He's like a baron. He, yeah, he's like, he comes, yeah, What comes is the theory family. even? The theory is just that he's gonna turn on quote or that he's like he has a stack secret. Like where's the where's the theory part? Is it or is it well, just here's, like... here's, a, here's another theory, not posted by the same person, but I think I think comes into this one very okay. nicely, which is theory. Who betrayed Quoth? And don't forget, the betrayal comes from your friend, not your enemies. And to think that Kvothe don't have much two friends who would betray him. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Man who hunt corn off in the hockey. <laughs> <laughs> is, there a, is there a thing that says that he's going to be betrayed? I don't know. They're all... Maybe is there the like in the book and we even got to it. Yeah. Is there like in the intro maybe where he's like, there are three types of silences and one of them is a betrayal or something? Like does he does he um, say in the in the chronicler sections that he's betrayed or what? If anything, he just he describes himself as a poet killer. So if so he's gonna kill, like he Will. would be doing the betraying. Kill Will, yeah. Or <laughs> Simpson. <laughs> Simpson. <laughs> Simpson. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sam, Sam's the poet. Damn. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sam, damn. How could we do this? <laughs> I, I found my list of like distinctions, but it's like angrily ripped in half for some reason. <laughs> what do you mean? Some the only reason? one that I can. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, one of the only ones I can read is willing to hurt his friend. I'm not sure which one that. Oh, add that to the list of betrayal theories. <gasps> there we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay, this is theory number three. Mm. Ideas I have about secrets in the name of the wind. Mm. Okay. The mayor's okay. new wife is Kvothe's aunt, his mother's sister. No. What? Impossible. Dennis' secret sponsor is really Braden, a.k.a. Mr. Ash. And Kvothe is actually Tabalin the Great. Okay. Okay. How does that make any sense? Sure. <laughs> Wait, Kvothe is... The odd thing is, like, literally confirmed in text. Like... Oh. The what? Like the the ant thing, like yeah. the, the oh the was a lackless, like <laughs> yeah, literally that's right. Like, says oh that shit, yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, I didn't get that, but that's okay, that's me. We haven't finished this yet. Wait, so okay, Kvothe and then, is secretly Tabor in the isn't he dead? Like, yeah, I don't get it. Doesn't Elodine like? Yeah, talk I don't understand how that would work. Great, like Elodine's much more likely to be Taborin. Yeah, Taborin. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, that, can I get he... a reminder on who? Braden is is that the attack He's guy? That's the the Frenchman. Yes, yes Braden okay. the attack man, the right, beautiful right. guy. <laughs> Our favorite character. I just come to collect your taxes. What would it mean if you were Taborin? Like that's well, we know it's not close. Just, like these are all sentences, but like I, I I'm not quite sure what the consequences of any of this would be or how they would yeah, be important. It- He's like a legendary figure before, as far as I know, Quoth was like even born. Yeah. So I don't understand what the, so, <laughs> how I, that works. Quoth is Zeus. So, so this person is just like, I think Dorsa Stone is going to have time travel in it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. Sure. Sure. And now like his, a, I don't know. Go, go I want to read theory number four. This is the best one of all. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. The title, theory. Bast is Quoth's dad. <laughs> We know that Fae are basically immortal and don't change appearance. Bast may appear young, but can be very old. Perhaps he appeared to Kvothe's mother long ago and things happened, and she became pregnant. A travelling troop of Ademaru came along and a young handsome fellow named Arledon flirted with her a bit and she told him her secret, that she's pregnant and her family was going to kill her or put her in a convent or something. He agreed to raise the baby as his own. Because why didn't they have other kids when they're obviously sexually active? Perhaps our leader is sterile. What the fuck? Okay. That's, that's the they end. They really spent a lot of time uh, Maybe they have contraceptives. One. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they don't want more children. At yeah. Like, it doesn't even make sense because like, Bast refers to Quoth as his like teacher. So I mean, you could like, say that as a tr- <laughs> to trick him. Yeah, it's all <laughs> my son senpai. Uh, okay. I, I I like this <laughs> because quite a stretch. that would that would that would mean that uh, he could end Doors of Stone on a doing your mom joke. <laughs> 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 all right, I'm on board now. Sorry, I feel like it's... I feel like Quote would recognize his own dad. Well, nah. Uh, well, I just, this the again. I don't give a shit about all these theories. Who cares? Fucking this is nothing. But, like, it really speaks to how much the audience to 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 quote are people who don't read stories for stories. They read stories for the mechanics. I'm um, reading for lore. 
Yeah. But they're grasping um, so much because there's nothing. Like, because nothing has any consequences. So it's like the theories are also going to be shit like X is X is and. Like, okay, yeah. so what? Like, the, the, the enjoyment to be taken from these is like, I don't, I don't know. Like, there's something here. It's not for me. <laughs> Maybe it was once when I was um, like 18, so... <laughs> but do you think I would like a story, please? Do you, do you think Patrick has even written anything about any kings yet, or is he still trying to figure out how to like get kings in there somewhere in the story for the third one? Just doesn't even <laughs> have it. The crazy yet. thing about king killing is that we know so little about this world. That it doesn't we've never like. We've met a king. Have we like, met a is king? It a, is it no. a monarchy? No. Like, <laughs> no, not so that we've seen in any of the places. He's, I'm sure there are monarchies. But like what is, that... what is the country he lives in? Like, what is any of the politics? Like, and I'm not saying it needs politics, but if you call it the King Killer Chronicles, you kind of have to like establish if it has like. A king or a ruler. The Kingslayer Chronicles, but Jamie doesn't lose his hand and um, everything is fine. And, yeah, he's and... a Kingslayer, but it's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jamie doesn't lose like... his hand, but also he doesn't know about jacking off, so his hand is functionally useless. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like at this point, with like having a king killer or like a, having a king to kill doesn't even really matter because they haven't the king has had nothing to do with anything yeah. that's happened in the story so far yeah. so why would we care about a, a yeah. king being killed um it is very like mm. i'm looking at this map and you know there's so many facts about the places in this map but again no like feeling to them the feeling is just your default preconceptions of fantasy from the D game you play <laughs> until we get to here and then Patrick does all this world building work so that Kvothe can fuck his teacher and it's technically not problematic because that's socially acceptable in that society don't worry about it haha I'm thinking about it don't worry about it haha haha <laughs> and it's just Patrick hasn't even done the basic bitch world building thing of putting like categories of thing into his books that you can sort yourself out into you know he hasn't <laughs> even done that that's the easiest thing you can do you know where are the houses yeah, give yeah, me where, the where are my factions? Give me little categories. Give me Ajas. Come I on. I mean, there can't be factions because the narrator of the book is so self-centered and everything is built around, like, quote being epic that, like, there's, like, no room for, like, other people having a life on their own. So, yeah, I guess the only house you can sort yourself into when you read this is Kvothe. Yeah. Because you are Kvothe. <laughs> you get to do epic stuff and the book is good. We sort of, it's we like a video it. game. It's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um. Anyway. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, just just bring up bad things around this book and in and, and outside context. I um. I found what bad things? You know, I find, I finally thought to myself, I'm gonna do it, and so I typed in King Killer Chronicles memes on a Google image. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. So brave. There's a there's there's a lot. There's this one guy who does like a whole comic series. It's like not very well done on Name of the Wind, but I just like the only reason I bring it up. You do it at your own time, dear listeners. Do whatever you want to. Um, there's just this one that's very funny. That's um. So it's like it's the classic like uh you know masters. Can I have free tuition to study and learn? To study and learn, yes. Actually gets in all sorts of trouble like a boss. Whipping time. That's pretty funny. But the best part at the bottom, whipping time, 
is that somebody took an image of Jesus, like in the Stations of the Cross, <laughs> dyed the hair red, <laughs> and it's like Jesus being whipped. But like that's that's both, so and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty it's, good. It's, ah, it's so good. That's, anyway, that's it. You that's could fun. probably do a whole podcast like explaining why this is Christian. <laughs> I'm sure that oh, will be easily. Fun. Oh, this is good. I. To uh, I, I the, the first thing that comes up for me is uh, well, there's a Harry Potter one, but then the second one is uh, an image of quote, and it says in Impact font, "Young, powerful arcanist, great musician, and a hero." And then the bottom text is "Get friend zoned." So oh. fucking. Can we end this podcast? True. <laughs> so fucking true. This. I mean, you want me? To, you don't want me to share the epic puss meme? Of both getting getting laid. Well, now you said it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, just, I wish you hadn't, but you have not. Yeah, I, I, see I have now, I have now lost the meme. I clicked away from it, but um, oh dear listeners, uh, let's see. Oh, here it is. No, I found it. Damn, nice, nice, good. Okay, I'm just gonna. Oh wow, uh, I'm on a quest for dangerous and exotic puss. Dangerous and exotic puss. Ooh. I hate the idea of. Don't call it puss. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> it's friend zone. Yeah, that that's what I've been reading in these in this book. Uh, a story about a guy getting friend zoned. That's the, you know what I really uh, like about the second one about the person meme. No, nothing. Um, is it in negative. the first picture that the person has taken care to draw all the little pocketses in uh, Kvo's, uh cloak? So you know, shout yeah. out to oh, that yes. artistic yeah, and mastery. <laughs> in the second one, it draws his nipples. So yeah. <laughs> Friend zone veterans reading both. Oh, it's it's like a Harry Potter meme, like Ron. Because Ron is friend zone, but then gets the woman. Um, yeah. Women, sex is something that women give up and men achieve. Oh my god, I, um, I we need. I want to end they... the podcast because I've just the, you know the thing <laughs> that we kept talking about that I was like, oh, the worst part of this book. <laughs> Is in the next section. It wasn't in this section. I actually sectioned it into the next section. Nice. So it's in like the second I chapter. If it's in. the same thing I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah, I. It's a thing that's haunted me for years. Yeah. Years. I mean, it might not be the same thing, but it's very likely. Oh. <laughs> well, gamers. On that note. Gamers. Gamers. So yeah, I'm still having a good time. I'm still thinking about their little IKEA stoves and their little goats. <laughs> their little cottage court minimalist lifestyle and their export of mercenary labor that sends eighty percent of its income back to normal. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, um, remember to block Patrick on Twitter. Yes. Remember to jack off. Yep. And um, get friend zoned. Friends zone. Get friends zone. Get friends zone. Get friends zone. Really, in whatever order you want.